Welcome to Rama for Today Radio. It seems as if Moses was speaking. He was speaking of a time in the future. It seems that Moses' words had a longing to them for a different age, for a different time when God would have a different relationship with all of his people, for a new dimension when God was working not with just a few, but with all of his people. You're listening to Rama for Today with Ken and Lynette Hagan. Today we continue the series Meant to Stir the World by Ken Hagan. Stay tuned as we listen to this powerful message. Also, later in today's program, I'll give you the details on this month's special offer. Right now, here's Ken Hagan. Then the Lord came down in the cloud and spoke to him and took the spirit that was upon him and placed the same upon the 70 elders. Now, he took the same spirit that was upon Moses. Now he placed it on the 70 elders. And it happened when the spirit rested upon them that they prophesied, although they never did so again. See, the spirit of God was upon Moses and nobody else. But now God realized that Moses was having a difficult time directing all of these people. So, because you see, he's the only one that had the Spirit of God upon him. So everybody was coming to him for answers. Thank God. Everybody don't come to the preacher or the pastor for answers. Because you see, then they all come. He was the only one that had the Spirit. Thank God you have the Spirit in you, and we'll get to that later, where you can talk to God yourself. They could not talk to God themselves. So they had to come to Moses. Now Moses, is can't, he can't handle it, and God said, okay, here's what you do, Moses. And he put the Spirit upon, upon the 70 elders who could help him. The, the Spirit rested upon no other Israelite except Moses and these 70. Hello. Now, let's, you know, we realize that the Spirit moves as he wills. Now look at this in Numbers 11, 26, and 29. But two men had remained in the camp. The name of one was Eladad, and the, and the name of the other was Medad. And the Spirit rested upon them, and they were among those listed, but who had not gone out to the tabernacle yet, they prophesied in the camp. And a young man ran and told Moses that Enadad and Medad were prophesying in the camp. So Joshua's son of Nun, you know, Moses' assistant pastor, <laughs> answered and said, Moses, my Lord, forbid them, or stop them, Moses. They're not supposed to be able, they're not supposed to do this. Now, why would he say stop them? Because he understood that nobody had the Spirit of God upon them except Moses and those in which the Spirit of God had come upon. Okay? Then Moses said to him, are you zealous for my sake? In other words, he's saying to them, are you, are you jealous that these people are prophesying because of me? 
See, that's what an assistant's supposed to do. He's supposed to run interference, take care of the senior pastor. And I got some of the best ones around sitting right over here. And these guys, I mean, and then, and then I've got a lot of others that are not the assistant pastors, but they're people, men of authority in this church. But they, they're there to, they're zealous of me. They're there to protect me. That's what Joshua was doing. If you don't understand what he was doing, that's what he was doing. He was protecting his leader. Somebody was doing something that the leader's supposed to do. So he was protecting the leader. He said, wait a minute, this don't go. And then uh, Moses' reply was interesting. Let's go on reading. Oh, that all of Lord's people were prophets and the Lord would put his spirit upon them. You know, Moses' reply to Joshua's being so zealous for him. It seems as as Moses was speaking, he was speaking of a time in the future. It seems that Moses' words had a longing to them for a different age for a different time when God would have a different relationship with all of his people, for a new dimension when God was working not with just a few, but with all of his people. I believe that Moses was looking down the annals of time into the future. And when the spirit of God would rest upon all of God's people and all of God's people could prophesy as the Spirit of God willed and moved upon them. See, we must understand that most of the time after, after Moses and the children of Israel came out and, and came out of Egypt and they built the, the tabernacle in the wilderness and then they got on over into the promised land. Now, once they got over into the promised land, we find that the Holy Spirit primarily came only on three people. That's the prophet, the priest, and the king. The prophet, the priest, and the king. You will notice that the king, even though he had the anointing upon him, he was only anointed or had the Holy Spirit upon him to be the king, the administrator of the people. If you notice, you read, how many times does Saul go to uh, Samuel, the prophet, and inquire of him? Huh, anybody ever read that? David, it said David would go to the prophet and inquire of the prophet. Why do they do that? Because the prophet in that day and age it was different than the prophet is of this day and age, and we'll talk about this later. They, they stood in a different office. The prophet of today does not stand in that particular office. The prophet of that day stood in the office of telling people what God's will was for their life. And in this day and age, we have God's will here as the written word of God. And we have the spirit of God in us to talk to us. We don't have to go ask anybody. Hello? But then they did. Now, the Spirit of God came upon these people for certain tasks to do the job that they were to do. Now, we can also begin to read in the Old Testament and see that the Spirit of God, and this goes right along with what Paul says there in Corinthians, it says, as the Spirit wills. 
as the Spirit wills. How many ever read that over there? 12th chapter. Corinthians, 1 Corinthians. You see, we see as the Spirit willed, he would come upon different people for different things. He'd come on Gideon, Samuel, Samson to accomplish a job, a certain job. Here in the Old Testament, when the Spirit, the, the Holy Spirit or the Spirit of God would come upon them, it was to accomplish a certain job, a certain task. The Spirit came upon Gideon to accomplish the task of defeating the Mediates. The Spirit of God came upon Samson to judge Israel. Hello? And he messed up. But thank God, he knew how to get back and to reconnect. He reconnected. He got refreshed. He got refilled, grinding at the meal. And in his death, he did more to destroy God's enemies than he ever did in his life. See, the Spirit of God came upon them for a task, a job. But there was a better time coming. There was a better age coming. See, the prophet of old here in Jeremiah 31 says, but this is the covenant that I will make. With the house of Israel after those days, saith the Lord, I will put my laws in their minds and write them in their hearts and I will be their God and they shall be my people. And if you want to read the apostle Paul said the same thing in Hebrews 10, the 10th chapter, start reading with about the 15th verse down there for about uh, four or five verses there. He, he restates the same thing. Here God is saying someday, I'm going to live in my people. See, they're prophesying. All my people will have the Spirit of God upon them. A great day is coming. Hallelujah. You know, we sing about, used to in our circles, we used to sing the song, there's a great day coming. Talking about the day that Christ would come and take us out of here. But see, there they were talking about another great day that was coming. There was a great day coming. There was a new era coming for God's people. And it was in the New Testament that the Spirit of God began to live within God's people. In the New Testament, we see Jesus coming in the form of a man. In doing so, he made it possible for God to once again reconnect with him. He had created the man in the Garden of Eden. The devil had robbed God of his creation. And now God comes in the form of a man so that man can reconnect with God. Okay? A new day, a new era, a new time. Once again, God and man could commune with one another. Remember that God would come down and walk in the cool of the evening and commune or talk or have conversation 
or fellowship, however you want to say it, with his man, Adam. That was cut off. God no longer had fellowship with his man. But now, there comes one. Jesus Christ of Nazareth. That would live and die and rise again from the dead and ascend and sit down at the right hand of the Father. You're listening to Rama for Today with Ken and Lynette Hagan. Call now to get this month's special offer. It's the classic DVD, Gathering Up the Spoil by Kenneth E. Hagan. On this power-packed DVD from Camp Meeting 1998, Kenneth E. Hagan explains that you're opposed by a defeated enemy and teaches you how to gather up the spoil of the battle Jesus won. Deliverance, salvation, divine healing, the baptism of the Holy Spirit, righteousness, peace, and joy. This timeless teaching DVD is just $14.95. Don't delay. Call today. Call 1-888-FAITH-99. That's 1-888-FAITH-99. Or if you prefer, write Kenneth Hagen Ministries. Our address is P.O. Box 50126, Tulsa, Oklahoma, 74150. Don't forget, for faster service, order online at rhema.org. That's R-H-E-M-A dot O-R-G. Now, let's join Ken and Lynette Hagen. That's right, and every Sunday night, we are in Oklahoma City, 8921 Northwest Expressway, Rama Bible Church, 6 p.m. every Sunday yeah. night. And somebody said, well, you just have Sunday night. Yeah, uh, you know, many years ago, they started Saturday night services, so everybody could be off on Sunday. <laughs> and I said, well, now, wait a minute. Let's do Sunday night. You can have the whole weekend and come experience Sunday morning on Sunday That's night right. at 6 p.m. And uh, so come on out there and be with us. Tomorrow, more from Reverend Hagen on this powerful teaching. That's tomorrow on Rama for Today with Ken and Lynette Hagen.